Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the tropes and trends of the horror genre. Today, we have a very super duper extra special guest, Bamani J. Story, who is hot on the heels of uh, a film. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. Probably one of the best horror films of 2023: The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Welcome. Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I met you at South by Southwest for a hot second. Uh, it was it was interesting because you had a huge group of folks there and you guys were really hyped uh, to be there. It was it was funny because I stood in line for like two hours with a press pass they couldn't guarantee that I was going to get into the film. And at the very last moment, one of the, one of the great folks at uh, the Alamo draft house came out and said, we have room for one more person. And I was the guy, I was the last guy. Man. And this other guy tried to swoop in and say, Oh, I, I, I'm going to take the seat. And I was like, the hell you are. I am seeing this movie because I know it's going to be good. And it is. It is. A, it is a great movie. So tell us a little bit about the 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 film and kind of how you came to uh, one of the most vaunted horror properties ever. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, it was um, uh, it's kind of cliche story, I mean, but it starts with the literature, man. Like I read the book and was floored and, and loved it, uh, like gave me anxiety. And so I was like, <laughs> I, uh, I hope I can give a little bit of that to to, to people, too. You, you know, I just knew that I wanted to do something with it. And I felt like if I could just capture two percent of what Mary Shelley did, I would be in a strong place, you, you know, uh, so yeah, definitely just started with the literature and, you know, my muse were my two older sisters who shepherded me throughout my life and I met, I mixed all that together and here we are. Yeah. Well, so I, you know, I'm actually, uh, jumping ahead a couple questions for me, at least I I'm super curious how you leaned your way into horror films and it sounds like, uh, your, maybe your older sisters kind of, kind of, uh, pulled you along or did you have like, a uh, an an aunt or an uncle that sat you down to watch, you know, Dawn of the Dead when you were 10 years old and you said, <laughs> and you said this is this is it. No, man, my big sisters kind of just would put scary shit on to like yeah. me as a kid, you know, they're tormenting me. And <laughs> you know, it's like, and then like it just sort of just started kind of growing because I was like, oh, okay. So they're terrifying me with like Nightmare on Elm Street and like right. play, right? And then uh, you know, I just kind of started getting interested. And then I went to go see The Sixth Sense and was just completely terrified. And my aunt and uncle took me to see it in theaters because they didn't know what the hell was going on. They just took me to see the movie <laughs> I wanted to see. And I was just like horrified the whole time. And they yeah. were like, I want us to take you out. And I was just like, no, I want us to finish it, right? So <laughs> I, I watched the whole movie and then it just started, kept growing my thirst for to, for watching. And then, you know, I started getting into the classics of like the Halloweens and the mm -hmm. Friday 13th, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like Martyrs and just all sorts of stuff. And like just started really getting involved in it. So it was really a, an emotional journey. And then to cap it all off, I find out, I literally found out like three months ago, I was talking to my, my big, big sister and she was like, yeah, I don't really like horror. 
I didn't really. I, I was like, I was like, so you just traumatized me with what the fuck? <laughs> so what? Uh, so what was? Did you did you have did you have horror in your mind when you applied to USC film school? Was that was that kind of always like creeping in the back of your head, or was it like, no, I'm going to go to USC film school? you know, and, and, and learn the trade and figure it out from there. Or were you, was there like a, was there a subversive element where you're like, Oh no, no, I'm going to learn the trade, but I'm going to apply this great trade to the horror genre. Well, no, I mean, like I, I came to film late in my life, I think mm -hmm. around 18, a lot of other people I talked to were kind of enthralled with it in middle school and like being sure, sure. for that. But me, like I, I came real late, you know, I didn't really even have my own camera until I was like, you know, 20 or 19 or something. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I was just like, uh, there was stuff I needed to learn. Like I, I just needed to learn and I wasn't even really in like film storytelling proper at first. Mm -hmm. I was, just, you know, filming, uh, what you want to call it, like sports videos, highlight reels. And oh, sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. stuff, right. So for me, like USC offered me the opportunity to to learn about the craftsmanship of it, uh, you, you know, and, and those things. So, uh, you know, I needed to learn some of the fundamentals and things like that from school, which they they definitely gave me, you know, but my taste for horror was always was always there. You know, I can't say mm -hmm. there was some kind of master plan. It was just like while I was kid, I was like, I need to learn about film because this is really interesting and I love it. So. Let me learn as much as I can, get as wide a scope about learning about films as I can. Yeah. 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 So, uh, okay. So going, going back to, um, the, the film, mm -hmm. uh, the, the cast, I, I'm telling you the, the cat, there is not a weak element in this cast. Um, was it, was it all dumb luck or did you have this like, did you did you know some of these these some of these folks or have have them in mind because I I ran into uh, Leia mm -hmm. uh, Hayes uh, mm -hmm. who plays Vicaria uh, Doctor Frankenstein in this case uh, I ran into her the following day and I saw her on the street and I heaped a bunch of superlatives on her and said I said you were really incredible I think she was shocked I or <laughs> either that or she thought I was crazy but I was like you did a really really great job. I mean, you brought this whole film along, but the rest of the cast is also really, really incredible. So what was the, how did they all kind of come, come to this? I mean, really it's like, so our casting directors and, you know, really brought in a strong pool for people to audition because everybody auditioned except for Chad Coleman, you know, he, I've been a fan of his work for a while. So like it just, <laughs> so like there you go. You're in. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but um, everybody else, like, they just came in and auditioned and were just phenomenal. You, you yeah. know, Leia's first audition when she came in and, like, she just smacked it out of the park, you, you know, and just was and had the endurance and had all the tools and just her interpretation of it was just fantastic. Mm -hmm. And Zell, the more we worked together and peeled back the layers, I could see the his brain working and like, you know, adding and adding and adding on top of it. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and Keith was just so, you know, incredible with it. And Amani was so inventive, right. You know, like mm -hmm. her first movie, you know, and she yeah. was just so much to the table during the audition. Uh, and I, you know, I said Riley, right. And it's so took power. Right. And it's like, and even Ellis, 
like he was great and Beth, like, you know, and, and Dale, like for, it was just like, it was crazy. It was almost just like the planets were just like constantly aligning and like, you know, and we, till we got to like the final piece really wasn't even Adam who played the monster, you, you know, he was great. And then when the final piece landed, which was Chad, you know, he's the, the kind of the last one to kind of be yeah. cast in this thing. I was just like, I was looking at it and I was talking with one of the producers and I was just like, oh, like the superpower of this movie is the cast. Like I knew, oh, yeah. I knew that immediately. I was just like, oh, like if, you know, it was like before we even started shooting, I was just like, you know, this cast that we have is incredible. And like, I've seen their work, you know, in the audition, I've worked with them. And like, if we're able to capture any of that here, you, you know, hopefully we do. I'm gonna work hard, but the, the superpower is the cast, you, you know? <laughs> Yeah, they they really were. Well, so the other the other superpower I found was that you know a, a lot of films they as you as you know better than better than I they try to heap too many like uh, uh, storylines into mm -hmm. the film or they don't they they heap them on and they can't balance them. Mm -hmm. This to me felt like uh, it almost it felt George Romero esque in that you know there was commercialism there was late stage capitalism there was you know community dependence upon itself there was law enforcement there was you know addiction and trauma but they all were able to kind of balance together and again i i've seen plenty of films where it's like you know they they, they put the emphasis or they put the accent on you know, one of those elements and then all the other elements just get kind of a light treatment. Mm -hmm. How did you come to this script and how did you balance these things so deftly? <laughs> well, thank you, man. I, I, yeah. You know, it's like, I wish I had like a very succinct answer for that, but I really think relying on the the fundamentals of like storytelling are what uh are like they it always pays off you yeah. know it's very boring yeah. but like you know but those fundamentals always pay off to me it's like when you're when you're following a character that you you buy into which i you know i hope you know people are able to buy into her and like like her and you totally. know also be weirded out by her you, you know so <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, I, I just I'm a huge believer in there's I can't think of a move right now, but I know like that I'm a huge believer in like once you are able to anchor someone in something, it doesn't matter whether it's a character, idea, whatever, and you're able to kind of anchor audiences like you could take them wherever you want to go. Right. As right. soon you know what I mean? As soon as you have that. You, you, you know, it's just like outside of jumping the shark, you know, but like as soon as you, you know, they buy into it, it's like, I feel like you can take the audience wherever you want to go. Yeah. So uh, speaking of taking the audience uh, wherever you want to go, uh, I'm not going to spoil alerts here. The, the end is a little divergent from, you know, the Mary Shelley story. Um, you know, folks who own Mary Shelley story, there's no spoiler alert there, but it leaves a little room open for maybe there's a glimmer of hope for Frankenstein to the return of Vicaria. <laughs> is that... Is that, is that is that uh, maybe uh, it, it, it was there purposefully maybe a little room left open at the end of the film? Um, you know, like, look, I, I love 
the type of stories I love are ones that can give you some closure and leave you with thoughts after. And yeah. Mm-hmm. To have some kind of imagination after, you, you know, so uh you know I, I can't answer that question honestly he does okay, like, okay. you know you know it's like i can't really like kind of go into that but i can't say that um yeah i, I just I, I love stories that give you a sense of completeness while also uh leaving your mind open at, at the same time you, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay okay so um on that note what's what is the uh you know it's interesting uh because because this isn't a direct remake of frankenstein and for those folks that are listening or watching um you know i guess it's uh, please rest assured it's not uh you know this is this is not is not boris karloff and you're not gonna see uh it's alive uh per se um, but what, what is the, uh, do you have any thoughts on, um, the future of the universal monster and, or, uh, do you see any other horror films out there that deserve to be remade maybe? <laughs> and are you the guy to do it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, it's like, I got, I got some ideas, you know, I got some ideas, you know, we'll see if they, they're just ideas right now. You know, they have to develop into a strong story to me. But like, you know, I got some ideas. But, you know, for now, I'm just like, uh, I'm just enjoying this. And it's like, you know, obviously, there's a bunch of tales out there that can be tapped for a lot of different ways, you know. And so like can be explored. There's a reason why these stories have stood the test of time for so long. Yeah. And- it's because, you know, Mary Shelley being one of them is such an incredible and impactful writer. Right. And so, and her themes were so resonant. So, uh, you know, I think if you have the, you know, if you have the wherewithal, I think there's always room. But, um, you know, I even point to before me, like, you know, obviously there's a bunch of people have done stuff, but I point to BBC Sherlock. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Where they kind of took it and did their thing with it. And it's like, I love that show. And I'm, you know. I'm a Sherlockian. I've read all of them <laughs> and I love them. He does like, <laughs> I love the book. He does like, I love the short stories and the novels. They're so yeah. fantastic. And even when that first like came out, I was kind of just like, well, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> and I watched it. I was just like floored because it was so awesome. So good. And right. so clever and so great. So yeah, I think there's, you know, there's always room, you know, for a lot of different tales, uh, to be brought back. Well, you know, it's interesting. We uh, about a year or so did a podcast episode where we uh, looked at the looked at the Frankenstein mythos and and all the Frankenstein horror films. I mean, there are literally hundreds, probably mm. th- thousands of Frankenstein horror films. And my my hot take on the whole genre, that that specific subgenre was uh, we have yet to make the great uh, Frankenstein horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is until 2023, and I think kind of like made the great. And I'm not. I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. Yeah. I really. Th- I really think this is like one of the more interesting takes on Frankenstein, and certainly, it's contextualized in a in a modern way that's pretty different than you know a lot of uh, 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 takes on Frankenstein. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That means a lot. I'm so. Oh, sorry. So no, I was saying, I was, I'm glad it connected with you. That that means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
So the one question uh, we always ask our guests on the show, and I'm gonna, this is sort of we always ask, uh, you know, this is the Sophie's Choice. What uh, uh, what is your all time favorite horror film? But I'm going to ask two. two this is a two parter. What is your all time horror film and why? And uh, obviously, we'll assume that Frankenstein is your favorite Universal monster. Who is your second favorite Universal monster and yeah. why? Yeah. Okay. So. All-time favorite horror movie, original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I just love that movie. I think it's like three horror movies in one. Yep. I, you know, it has a iconic monster or villain, you know, that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, family drama. And I was talking to someone else about this, like, you don't even know who the main girl is until, like, you know, it's just like to like halfway through the movie, basically, right? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just working on so many different levels uh, mm-hmm. and terrifying and has its own like, you know, messaging wrapped up in there. And like, it's just such a, I think that movie works on such a high level that people don't even realize. Like, you know, it's like you might watch it and feel like it's like, crazy and messy and there's no you know it's just like structure or anything to it but like there is you know it's just you know to me the highest form of or one of the highest forms of cinema is when you are able to hide all your constructions inside of an emotional roller coaster right where you forget and you're just kind of on an emotional ride Mm -hmm. you know to me texas chainsaw massacre achieves that yeah Uh, so, you know, I think it's just, you know, an, an incredible movie, uh, an incredible horror movie, my favorite one. Um, now, I do want to point out, like, you know, it's like uh, as much as I, you know, it's like I do love these uh, universal monster movies. I was like, I am like, you know, for this movie, I was pulling from the book, you know, right, just, right. Like, it was, you know, it's like I made light like uh, 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 what's it called? Nods to. Uh, the movie, the universe movie or whatever, you know what I mean? Just right, right, right. Like, it's part of the cinema pantheon. So it's like, you can't not do that. Right. Like it is, yeah, yeah. but my, 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 I was driving from, from the book itself, but if we're going to be looking at the, the universal movies that are my favorite ones, I, I would probably say uh, Wolfman. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Lon Chaney is so great. He's so, he's so tortured in that film. He's just yeah. like, he yeah. just feels like this just, Horrible, downtrodden, tortured, sweaty mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say, and hopefully I, I'm sure you were too busy to do this, but uh, when we were down in Austin for South by Southwest, we took the extra time to go 45 minutes southeast mm-hmm. of Austin to Bastrop, Texas, and visit the Texas Chainsaw Massacre gas station Ooh. and where they have the original van, which... I mean, I know it sounds dorky as hell, but it was so worth it. It was like horror movie bucket list checked. That's amazing. I didn't even know. I should have looked that up. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Next, well, next time, because I have a feeling you will be back at uh, South by Southwest. I hope so. I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, I know we only have a couple more minutes, but um, and I know you. we touched on this lightly, but what what I'm uh, and uh, I still have not watched your first movie, which that's that is on also on my 
horror movie bucket list to yeah. do uh, that's <laughs> happening but uh, what's what's the future looking like after you get done with uh getting this uh baby birthed and out the door yeah well you know i got a i got another script as yeah you know, you know it's like the best way i can describe it is uh, juice meets lord of the rings oh uh, so, heck yeah yeah you know uh Imagine if two blurs found Gandalf's staff in a book of spells. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. And Rakim is not too old to do the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, he Bring him back. Yeah. The Juice soundtrack is one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. And it's a great film. It is a, yeah. great, it is a great film that I think has really stood the test of time. So yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Think, I think if you can manage to mash those things up, um, <laughs> I think that's it. That's a hit. So, yeah. uh, last question: Where uh, where can folks see uh, the angry black girl and her monster starting on June 9th? 9th. June 9th in theaters, baby. That's where you can catch it. Oh hell, yeah. the show out. Absolutely, absolutely. And then after that, uh, we'll see it on VOD, Shutter. Yeah, maybe Is later that- in the year. Later in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, uh, Bomani J story. Thank you so much for joining. This has been really wonderful. And again, congratulations. I think this is a, this is a great film. I think folks to de- deserve to see it. I think that if anyone has ever had any hesitancy about, you know, old timey monster movies, black and white films, this is a great way to sort of uh, it's a great gateway to 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 walk yourself into these classic stories. So good on you, sir. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I'm glad you enjoyed it and you connected with it. I, that it brings joy to my heart. You, you know, I'm glad it I'm glad it's working on some level. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, uh. All right. Thanks, Bamani. Thank you. 